the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome everybody back to our radio broadcast that I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. Saints of God, I don't know about you, but I love God, and I love the Word of God. One of the many reasons why I love the Word of God, like I do, is because of what it tells me and you. Through the Word of God, written by God Himself to us, we're being invited to experience and enjoy all the wonderful things that God has prepared and has waiting for us. The word prepared means made ready. That means that there are things that are already made ready by God for me and you. Things that, according to God's word, rightfully belong to me and you. What we need to do is learn about them and believe that it's true, that God really does have awesome things prepared for me and you, so that we can actually achieve and receive all the wonderful things that God's word said are rightfully ours. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Here's another testimony about the awesomeness of having and operating in wisdom. How it's so much better than if you don't. Daniel chapter 1, we're going to begin for time's sake, we're going to begin reading verse 17. We're going to see here where the results of having and operating in God's wisdom was seen in the children of Israel who operated in God's wisdom. Some of the children of Israel who operated in in, 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 in wisdom. Of course, you already know the story. Uh, the, 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 the Israel had been put in captivity and, 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 and the king, you know, enlisted many of the young, brilliant and smart kids, you know, in order to be able to start teaching them the world system so that they can then be able to new, learn this new world system so that they could be easier acclimated into the midst of the society. And then they would also set up the next generation of being people who were not operating according to Judaism too, but walk according to the, um, the world system. That's why Satan is always going after the young people. Praise God. He's always going after the young people to get them to operate according to the world system because that sets up the next generation, which also won't operate according to uh, the things of God, operate according to the world system. So he tried to take their name from them so that they don't know who they are because Satan is always trying to attack you, your knowledge of who you are as a child of God. Anything to give reference to God, he tried to take it away from, gave him other names. That's why they went from Hananiah, Mishael, and, and Azariah to, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, and all this kind of foolishness. Because he wanted to name them after their gods rather than name them after their gods, you know. And that's why he wanted to change their diet and make them, because whatever you internalize is what you're going to be because you are what you eat. And so he wanted to give them the king's meat and the king's food because the king set a diet for them to eat. And they was, going, you know, everybody else was just eating up whatever it is that the king threw out and gave to him so that he can be able to get them to be like he wanted them to be. But see, these three Hebrew boys and Daniel also, they said, man, we ain't going out like that, man. We, we, ain't, we ain't doing that, man. 
man. We ain't eating that. I mean, we, we, we know who our God is, and we know what we're about. And you can call me anything you want to. You can call me Ray J you want to. But I, but I know who I am. Praise God. And they, was like, you know, they, they, they understood who they and they stood strong on it. Well, long story short, they needed to be able to eat this stuff. You know, the, 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 the unit, the king of the units that they was, prince of the units that they was put under said, man, you're going to eat this stuff, man, because I, I ain't going to get jacked because of y'all. Praise God. But then they made a deal with him and said, hey, look, give me so many days to be able to try it out. And, and, and see, don't my countenance look good? See, don't I still look good after I do this? Praise God. And after I do this. And then and, and, and see how that works. And they said, all right, we'll see what happens. And so they allowed him to be able to eat what they wanted to eat, you know, that, that, that was in line with their uh, uh, scriptures of way they supposed to eat and how they supposed to conduct themselves versus the way the world did. And it turned out pretty good. That's what we're picking up right here. Verse 17. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. It says, as for these four children, it says, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now, at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, sat down and talked with them, shared with them, began to you know, listen to them talk. And he asked them questions and they gave him answers. And he asked them, you know, with, and by the way, you know, come on, Hanani, with no study sheet. Praise God. Hallelujah. He, he, gave, them, he, he gave them questions and, and they gave him answers. Praise God. Hallelujah. And king, king communed with them. And among them all was found. Now, when he said among them all, he's talking about all the young people that he had brought. All of them. That's the ones all of them had brought. He said, among all them that was found, none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all manners, matters of wisdom and understanding, every single matter of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and the astrologers that were in all his realm. Ten times better. Ten with the wisdom of God. They were ten times wiser than all the astrologers and all the soothsayers and all the so-called smart folk in that area right there. Whereas these Hebrew boys who were captured and brought into a new kingdom were ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who grew up in that realm. Now, I don't think you heard what I said right here. I said Hebrew boys who were captured and brought into a new kingdom, they now have to learn a new language. They now have to learn the new way of doing things. They now have to learn everything new. And the king started quizzing them about what he wanted to know about. And they performed better. Ten times better than people who grew up in that all their lives. Somebody who just got there, brand new to everything that's there, was ten times better than the people who grew up in there. Would you look at the Lord and the power of his wisdom? And it's attributed to their operating in God's wisdom. Now, I don't know about you, but I want me some of that wisdom. Because it'll cause me to be 10 times better than the world in which we live in and in the people that's in this world in which we live in. 10 times better than anybody else that it is that compares to us. 10 times better. 
Oh, I'm so excited about the opportunity to open up Faith Academy of Christian Excellence. Because we're going to have a whole school full of kids that is ten times better than the ones of the world. Because they're going to receive God's wisdom in that place. Hallelujah. It's going to be like God's wisdom 101, God's wisdom 201, God's wisdom 301, God's wisdom 401. Praise God. They're going to have classes in God's wisdom where they're just going to learn how to be wise. Learn how to live in wisdom, operate in wisdom to the point that they're going to be so much. They was 10 times better. But they, these was Old Testament saints. Ours going to be even better than that. Praise God. I don't know whether it's 20, 30, or 100. I don't care. Praise God. It's going to be more, more better. That's what we're going to be, more better. Turn to Proverbs chapter 24. Telling you a little bit more about what happens when you got this kind of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 24. A person who receives an operating wisdom is also a strong person. They are strong people. How strong? I'll show you how strong. Proverbs chapter 29. Okay, I'll just say that you're paying attention. Proverbs chapter 24. Good, you're still with me. Proverbs chapter 24. Let's look at verse 5. It reads, a wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. A wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. You know, knowledge is power. Praise God. And the more knowledge you got, the more powerful you become. And God couples knowledge with wisdom. Praise God. Knowledge gives you what to do. Wisdom shows you how to do it. Praise God. It gives you, it couples it together. Hallelujah. It gives you more know-how and then tell you how to be able to handle this know-how and what to do with what it is God gives to you. Let me read it out of the Revised Standard Version, first Bible I read. This is the way it says it this way. It says, a wise man is mightier than a strong man and a man of knowledge than he who has strength. A man, a wise man is mightier than a strong man, which means if you find a strong man and you find a wise man, Put your money on the wise man. Oh, I'm in a church. That's right. I can't talk about betting. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Side with the wise man. There you go. Side with the wise man. I just got wisdom from the, board, from the Lord. The Revised Standard Version says that a wise man is not just strong, but he's mightier than a strong man. King James say he's strong. The, the, the Revised Standard Version say he's mightier than the strong. Which means he's stronger than the strong. Which means they might be strong, but you'll be stronger. So that, that means that with this wisdom that God gives you, God gives you wisdom that makes you better than, stronger than anybody else that you'll ever run into. The strong man that is referring to is a man whose strength is natural. They have natural strength. It's a person with natural strength and ability. But God says that I'm going to give you the wisdom of God which is going to give you his supernatural strength and ability that will supersede the natural strength and ability that somebody else has. I read it to you out of the Amplified Version. Amplified Version reads it this way. It says, a wise man is strong and is better than a strong man. And a man of knowledge increases and strengthens his power. Notice a wise man is strong and is better than a strong man. Which once again, if you've got a chance to bet on one of the two, a wise man or a strong man, put your money on the wise man because he's going to know what to do. Because then God's word says a wise man is better than a strong man. Well, how much better? I'm glad you asked. Turn back to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. 
Wisdom is off the chain. It'll help you. Save a lot of problems for your brain. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. We're going to see here where Solomon shares a story that shows that possessing wisdom is better than possessing natural strength and ability. Solomon shares us a story. Because, you know, he done seen some things. Been around some things. He said, let me tell you a little story. He said, oh, boy, let me tell you a little story about some, somebody that has some wisdom. And let me tell you how important that was. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 13. Remember, he was a king, and they were conquering everything. He said in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 13, he said, This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. I know that's right, because it's going to be great to me too. I don't know what it do for you. If you don't like it, just leave it there. I'll pick it up after you leave. Praise God, and I'll take it back with me, because this is going to be some good wisdom right here. He said, This wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great to me. There was a little city and a few men within it. And then came a great king against it. Not a king, a great king against it. And besieged it. Of course, you already know that a great king got a great army. Praise God, that's what makes a great king. One of the things that made a great king a great king is they had a great army. So now he got this little city. Somebody say little city. With a few men. Somebody say a few men. Because they didn't send the women to battle. They sent the men to battle. But here come a great king with a great army. And they besieged the city. The word besiege means to surround it. To encompass it. So now we're starting to see the number of people that they had. Start lining people up around San Antonio. They ain't got to be hand to hand. You know, they can even stretch out their hand. And maybe put, you know, a little distance between them in such a way. Where even they can stretch out their hands. And then, but yet circle the city. That's a lot of people. And even though this is a little city, that's still a lot of people. It's a lot more than what they had in terms of men. And plus that, when he says men, it's just talking about men. He didn't say what age. He didn't say what, well, how many of them. He didn't say, he didn't say nothing like that. But one thing he said, he didn't say nothing about no weapons. He didn't say nothing about that. I didn't say they didn't. I'm just saying they didn't say nothing about no weapons. But I know that the army is a trained army. I know the army got weapons up to gazoo. And they surrounded these few men in the middle of this city. Let's go back to it. Read. Verse 14. There was a little city and a few men within it. And there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great bulwarks against it. Bulwarks, praise God, are like walls. They they build walls out of whatever material. They build big walls, but these walls are for protection. So that in case you try to, you know, attack them back, praise God, then it'll be thwarted because the walls are in the way. And so they built walls up in the middle of the place in order to be able to set up protection for themselves so that they couldn't be able to fight back. Now, there was found in it a poor wise man. Eastside Detroit say a broke wise man. A, a. Somebody say a. We're talking about one. A poor wise man. And he, by his wisdom delivered the city. I got to play that back. Now, that was found in, the, in it, talking about that city that's besieged by all these, this great army and this great king. Now, there was found in it a poor wise man. And he, by his wisdom, delivered the city. Yet no man remembered the, that same poor man. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised. 
and his words are not heard. His wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. The words of the wise men are heard in quiet more than the cry of him that ruleth among the fowls, the fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroyeth much good. Now let's go back up. Praise God. A poor man with wisdom was able to defeat a powerful king with his entire army. Now the assumption is that the king didn't have it. The inference, not assumption. The inference is that the king didn't have the wisdom. He had the, the strength. He had the numbers. He had what looked like in the natural the greatest things that, it, that you could have. He, had, he outnumbered them like out the kazoo. But one man, a poor man, with wisdom, was able to use that wisdom to defeat that entire situation and deliver the entire city. Somebody say, that's some serious stuff. Because through the utilization of wisdom, a few poor men delivered the city from a powerful king with many, many more men who built bulwarks, walls of protection. A few, let me do it this way, a few ordinary men with wisdom Defeated many, many trained soldiers without it. Ordinary man with wisdom defeated these trained men with all this natural prowess and natural ability. Although, though, although that's so powerful, it goes on to say, not many people consider wisdom as, a, as any importance. Many people don't consider wisdom as any importance to the point that they don't even seek wisdom. And that's even in the body of Christ. Even though wisdom has such awesome ability, a lot of folk don't seek it. They really don't think too much about it. Let me read it out of the the Bible in basic English so I don't have to go take a lot of time going through what he said right there in the King James Version. I brought it in the the Bible in basic English. It uh, makes it a little bit more basic so we can understand it a little easier. It says, Now, there was in the town a poor wise man, and he, by his wisdom, Kept the town safe, but no one had any memory of that same poor man, which means after things happen, it's like nothing happened, and we just moved on. Then I said, wisdom is better than strength, but the poor man's wisdom is not respected, and his words are not given a hearing. Listen to that. The poor man's wisdom is not respected, and his words are not given a hearing. In other words, although wisdom is so powerful that it can keep you and your loved ones safe from the enemy, most folk don't even give wisdom a chance. They don't even give wisdom a hearing. They don't even let wisdom talk to them. Wisdom is not respected by most people. Despite its awesome track record of accomplishment, God said, I built the world by wisdom. Everything is by wisdom. But people won't respect wisdom. They don't get ready. They get ready. They get wisdom no respect. Wisdom be over in the corner talking about R E S P E C T. Just a little respect. Praise God. They just want a little respect. That's a, wisdom says, if I, can just, if I can just get a little, little respect. Wisdom is not respected by most men, despite its awesome track record. Now, if I was still a bad man, I'm not. But if I was still a bad man, I bet you that the enemy has something to do with that. 
I'm sure of it. That's because the enemy doesn't want you to be able to give a hearing to anything. That'll stop him from stopping you and defeat him who is planning to defeat you. The enemy knows how important wisdom is. You know that one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am coming that you might have life and you have more abundantly. The enemy knows how important wisdom is. And he's going to make sure that you don't even give it a hearing. That you don't seek it, don't listen to it, don't pay no attention to it. Oh man, I don't need all that. I don't need all that. I'm living in a dispensation of grace. It don't matter what. And it don't matter about all that. You're a fool walker. You got no wisdom. And you're going to be spinning your wheels and getting no place. Your city is going to be overtaken. Because the enemy is coming. He come not before to steal, to kill, and destroy. And it's by wisdom that you make war, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs. Which means that the only way you're going to win this battle is with wisdom. Because without it, you're going to lose. Therefore, the devil's going to do everything he can to be able to make sure that you don't see having and operating in wisdom of God as something valuable, much less desirable. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 21 and then we through. Proverbs chapter 21 and then we through. Probably through. (laughs) Yeah, Proverbs chapter 21. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. We probably through. Probably through. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 22. See, a wisdom affords you the ability to do what would otherwise seem impossible. Whereas you be thinking, could you imagine that, 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 that one man stood up? You only got a few men in the entire city. And you got all this his entire city surrounded by soldiers that are ready to destroy you. They already proved that they know what they're doing. They build bulwarks up in order to be able to have, have blockages. So, so, you know, they can be able to stand behind it just in case you try to fight back. And then they can rush you when you wasn't even expected, when you least expected you were elected to be the city they take over today. Smile. Get used to it. That was the premise that they had because we're going to take you over. Because I, I, you, you, you might not understand warfare, but they, they, would, they would encase, surround the city in order to cut off any more food and any more provision coming in and they would wait for you to weaken that's what the devil does he's surrounding a lot of times waiting for you to weaken and when you're weak that's when he that's when he attacks when when you're not as strong as you was before right now you're all strong in the lord and the power of his mind he said well i'm just standing here with my bulwark up to protect me and i'm gonna surround you and i'm gonna watch you and when you weaken when you when you weaken here i come and you ain't gonna be able to fight me I bet you that man stood up. I bet you those few men was looking like, man, this is an impossible thing we're dealing with. Man, with wisdom said, no, it ain't. I got wisdom of God. This is what we need to do. Let's do this, and we'll handle it. They said, well, let's do it. And I bet you they were shouting and screaming after it worked because they said, man, look at this. So few of people did so much. Why? Because they did it with wisdom. See, wisdom, remember, 10 times wiser than the people of the world. So that means, in essence, if you like mathematics, one person can accomplish what 10 people do when the one person has wisdom. That's why I'm just speaking to myself right now. Listen to me. That's why I understand. I'm not the person that needs a big church. All I need is what Acts chapter 6 says. Acts chapter 6 says, go get me seven men who are full of wisdom. No, no, of, good, of honest report. He start off with that. Of honest report. 
full of wisdom and full of the Holy Ghost. Because if I got me somebody that's full of wisdom, I got me somebody 10 times stronger than everybody else. And if they got the Holy Ghost, then they could be able to fight on their feet because he's going to change. He can help them change what to do and handle what they do. And we could be like Gideon's army. Just give me 300. We'll take a nation. That's all I need. I don't need all that. I don't need all these people with, you know, wondering what they're going to do today, wondering what they're going to do tomorrow. I don't need all that. That's too much to think about. You go sit over here and wonder. Uh, give me 300 that's ready to throw down. And let's go take the town. Is anybody hearing me over here? You don't need a lot. Just give me some wisdom. Somebody know how to receive the wisdom of God and operate in it. And we can work from it. We can get some stuff done. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed with what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that it's true. There really are promises in God's word that are rightfully ours. Because once we see that it's really true, then we can properly respond to God's word as though it really is something that we all can have. And they really are things that can actually happen for us. So let's learn to believe God's word is true. God's word is not lying to me and you. The promises that God said in his word that he do for me and you really are for me and you. They're rightfully ours. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after sober. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.